FCS Nation. It's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from the flagship station of FCS Nation, Fox Sports, 1450 92.7 KGRZ in beautiful Missoula, Montana. Join me like he does each week as the co-host of this program, Mr. Stone Lebanowitz, who's coming to you from his broadcast center in extremely hurricane Florida. Stone, you staying dry down there, bro? Hey, staying as dry as I possibly can be. You know, I go out in my backyard and the waves are eight feet tall and everything. A little scary, a little loud, but hey, staying dry for the most part. Hey, man, I grew up surfing, so that type of stuff really gets me going. But contrary to popular belief, nobody goes out during the hurricane. You'd be better off just trying to jump inside a washing machine. But there's an awful lot of games to get to from last week. Short time to get there. Let's just get right to it, Stone. Up first, one more FBS scalp. Sacramento State, 41. Colorado State, 10. This was complete domination of an 85 by a 63. You love to see it, Stone Lebanowitz. Complete domination. Went into the halftime, 24-10. This game was over before it even started. Guys like me and you and FCS Nation all around the country love to see this. And, hey, they covered a two-and-a-half-point spread. So awesome to see. Shout out to the FCS. Shout out to Sacramento State putting on for the nation. 160 yards on the ground for Sac State. That's their 11th straight regular season win. North Dakota State, 34. South Dakota, 17. Tale of two halves here, Stone. The Oats led this one 17 to 10 at the half, but the Bison woke up in the second half, shut them out, and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that North Dakota State Bison locker room at the half, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I was rooting for the Yotes. Once I saw them up at the half, 17-10, I said, "Uh uh-oh, they're in trouble. Because North Dakota State, one, hasn't been here before, and two, Cam Miller's going to have to throw them back into this game. But, of course, Hunter Lepke doing what he does best, 20 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns, tail of two halves. They ran him out the gym. Good fight from the Yotes. I bet it helps them in their mental heading forward into the season. But North Dakota State just put on the avalanche here in the second half. And they literally just ran them out of the gym, too, you know, which is the domes. I get it, man. It's cold, but, man, it's kind of weird to watch a football game with that lighting. I know you've played there. How strange is it, Stone? It is strange. It is strange, and it does feel like a real FBS environment. I think that's what I love most. Like, you get in there, the lights go off, the smoke, the strobe lights get going, like the place starts screaming. There's 15,000 every single time. It's not an easy place to play, and the fans are so close to the opposing sideline. So you throw an interception, you fumble, you come back to the bench, and you can hear everybody yelling your name, making fun of you, telling you what your girlfriend's name is and stuff. So North Dakota State, not a fun place to play. Montana, 53, Portland State, 16. Two special teams touchdowns and a strong rushing game led the Grizz to a big win on homecoming in Missoula, and they're now 2-0 and this year with me being present, Stone. Ooh, I might have to look into that. I love that. But, you know, for the most part of the season, I've been talking about Lucas Johnson's efficiency. Completed 77% of his passes with two touchdowns. He's becoming the king of efficiency. And I think if he can continue that and can continue to gain confidence, say it every week, but they're going to be a really tough team to beat. South Dakota State, 28. Missouri State, 14. This was a duel of the one of the two best quarterbacks in all of FCS football. And for Granowski, in that duel, the Jackrabbits defense was a solid second, sir. Yeah, so Missouri State, we talked about that offense, right? Jason Shelley, how prolific. Well, the Jackrabbits go into halftime with a 7-0 lead. And when I had originally looked at it, I was like, mm, what's going on here? Where's this Missouri State offense? But then it dawned on me. The South Dakota State defense is an anaconda. 
once they can wrap themselves around you. There's nothing you can't do. And the Twitter beef has gotten going, right? We've seen people talking about South Dakota State, talking about how they're the real deal and they deserve more respect. This gained them a lot more respect, taking down a huge Missouri State team that even had to lead in the fourth quarter against Arkansas, top 10 team in the FBS. 319 passing yards and four touchdowns for Jackrabbit signal caller Mark Ranowski. Montana State 38, Eastern Washington 35. Bobcats lost quarterback Tommy Mallott to an injury in the first half, but backup Sean Chambers, he filled in more than capably, rushing for a buck 78 and two touchdowns and throwing for another. Hey, we called this one. We said Eastern Washington could win or might have a lead in the fourth, and that day did. When they, quarterback Gunnar Talkington, threw that touchdown, with, I believe nine minutes left in the fourth, and they took that lead, I said, hey, this is uncharted territory for Sean Chambers, right? Like, he hasn't been in this position. This team alone, Montana State, hasn't been in this position. But to come through just shows how much experience and how much confidence they have, you know, heading down the later stretch in the season. Delaware 38, Hampton 3. This was a stir of a game as the Blue Hens have played all season and probably will play all season. Hens quarterback Nolan Henderson threw for Countum five touchdowns, and the Delaware defense held the Pirates to 156 total yards. Yeah, Nolan Henderson is a straight-up gangster. Five touchdowns. I feel like he's getting moving and grooving. He's found his rhythm. This is going to be a really hard team to beat. And I have a thing for these guys, right? Nolan Henderson, when I had a chance to speak to him, just had it going on in between the ears. He knew exactly where he was. He knows when he's out there on the field, he knows where his feet are. This is a really dangerous team. And they really showed us that when they beat a rival in Rhode Island. We said, oh, these guys might be really serious. They took down the Navy midshipmen, and then they just absolutely lay it on Hampton. Jackson State, 49. Mississippi Valley State, 7. Mississippi Valley State scored first, but Stone, it was all downhill from there, dude. All downhill from there. Hey, my prediction, if I remember correctly, was 60-10. to 10. Scoreline finished 49-7, so got pretty close, but Shador Sanders, the king of swag, 40 of 51, 425 yards and four touchdowns. These guys are going to keep on rolling. Deion Sanders has got something going there. Jackson State defense held the Delta Devils to just 36 yards rushing. Bro, we've talked about it. Jackson State, they got in the playoffs. They would be a factor, I really do think, but they do their own thing, and I appreciate that. I've done my own thing. We all do our own thing. There's no hating here, man. I appreciate what they do, and they're a hell of a football team, Stone. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, and I would love to see them in the playoffs, right, compete with the best in the nation, but... It's going to be tough, right? I think it's just something that we want, but like you said, I do respect the way they do things over there. Weber State, 17. You see Davis, 12. To have a special season sometimes, you need to steal a win on the road, and that's just what Weber State did here. Wildcats turned it over three times and still won. You don't see that happen often, especially on the road. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. You know, I wasn't able to actually get my eyes on this game, so I had my notifications on, right? I was following stat for stat. And the notifications that were coming in were so odd to me to the point where I had to stop working, pull out my phone in the middle of the SIU North Dakota broadcast on ESPN Plus and watch a little bit of this game. Like, what the hell is going on here? Right. You mentioned three turnovers. And me and you both said UC Davis has a chance here. Like they're going to beat one of these teams. And I thought it might have been here. But you're right. Winning a game like this by any means necessary pays dividends for your team. Weaver State just rolling, still undefeated. UC Davis missed three field goals in this ball game. I'm no mathematician, bro, but you lose 17 to 12, miss three field goals. Something could happen if you'd have made those, right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think that's. I think you have the correct math. 
Richmond, 51. Stony Brook, 7. Spiders quarterback Reshadinsky had one hell of a game. He threw for five touchdowns, and the Richmond defense held Stony Brook to 154 total yards. I texted it out. I tweeted it out last week. I think Richmond's the real deal. Yeah, I do as well. And I think what's not being talked about enough is this spider defense, right? Three turnovers total on the day, two interceptions, one fumble. When you have a good defense and you pair it with a guy like Reese Yudinski, who throws five in the air. I mean, there's no match. And we saw it on the scoreline, right? 51-7 beat down. I like this spider team a lot. Here's the FCS Nation Top 25 for Week 4. Number 1, North Dakota State. Number 2, Montana. Number 3, South Dakota State. Number 4, Sacramento State. Number 5 is Montana State. Number 6, Delaware. Number 7, Jackson State. Number 8, Chattanooga. Number 9, Weber State. Number 10, Missouri State. Number 11, Mercer. Number 12, Holy Cross. 13 is Richmond. 14, Tennessee Martin. And 15 is Austin P. 16 is Samford, 17, Southeastern Louisiana, 18 is North Carolina Central, 19 is Eastern Washington, and fall in the number 20 is Incarnate Word. Number 21 is SEMO. Number 22 is the Southern Illinois Fighting Stone Lamanowitzes. Number 23 is Elon. Number 24 is William & Mary. And cracking the top 25 at number 25 is Idaho. It's time for us to take a quick time out. When we come back, I'll sit down with Colby Peterson from Weber State Weekly. We'll be right back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Welcome back to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're now joined by Mr. Colby Peterson, one of the Weber State Weekly guys. They do a really great podcast. And if you listen to the name, it's about Weber State and it's weekly. Thanks for being here, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Kevin. Looking forward to talking about the Wildcats. Look, man, we talked about it off air. I thought your schedule was really going to kind of pile up on you. To be 4-0 and right now has to feel really good for your football team. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the way that things went in the fall of 2021. I think that the spring season that the Wildcats played, that a lot of teams played, frankly, really took a toll on the on the roster in the fall of 2021. And it's interesting because they ended up six and five. You know, people the 15 years ago would have said that that's a great season, but Jay Hill has changed things in Ogden that six and five is not good enough. And so four and zero right now is just incredible. It's the first time that we've been 4-0 and I don't know how long. I think that uh, the SID said it's only happened three times in 50 years, and this is one of them. So great start. Your defense has been extremely opportunistic. I mean, look no further than that game last week against Davis. You turned the ball over three times, yet, man, you had some things go your way, and you kind of steamrolled those things that went your way on Davis, but you went right down the field to start the game, and I was like, wow, there's that offense I've been waiting for from Weber State, but I believe you're going to go as far as your defense can carry you. Yeah, I mean, Jay Hill has been talking about it. I mean, if you've watched Wildcat football over the last, you know, six, seven seasons, you know that Jay Hill always puts together a very stout defense. Uh, the offense has been an issue for the Wildcats in deep playoff runs in the FCS playoffs. But Jay Hill right now is saying that this is probably one of the best defenses he's ever coached. And I'm saying something, right, because he has made defense a hallmark. And I would say that, you know, has kind of changed the way that defenses look in the big sky because, you know, 10 years ago, the big sky was very much an offensive league and that's changed. It's very much a defensive league right now. It's the Wildcats and the Montana Grizz at the top of all of the rankings in the conference in those defensive statistics. And that Grizz defense looks scary and they're not alone. I mean, Sac State's got a great defense. Everybody is kind of playing defensive football right now. 
And like you said, the defense really is what gave the Wildcats the dub against Davis on Saturday night because it's a 17-12 win. The offense does start out hot but comes to a screeching halt after scoring 14 points. And they only visit the red zone one more time in the second half to score three points. And that's it, right? We had seen some good production previously, but the defense really carried the team against Davis, who I think some people are maybe looking past a little bit because now they're one and three. But that's a quality squad that Dan Hawkins is coaching over there. And Jay Hill always stresses special teams. And Davis missed two field goals and you blocked one. Good special teams play has been a hallmark of the Weaver State Wildcats lately. Yeah, things started out a little bit rough. Jay Hill has talked about um, when he was an assistant at the University of Utah, one of the years he was given the special teams to coordinate. And he really took pride in that. Obviously, being an assistant, he wants to prove himself. And so he made sure that he did a good job. He brought that with him to Ogden and when he took the head coaching job at Weber State. And the Wildcats had traditionally had good special teams play. But I think last season, things were a little bit shaky. It got let down a little bit. And especially the start of this season against Western Oregon, there were some miscues. Uh, there, were, there were just problems. But I think that that's been shored up. And, I mean, like you said, Davis had their own problems. Their, their senior kicker, uh, he really had a hard time. He missed some, some important ones. But also, like you said, the Wildcats, Maxwell, Maxwell Anderson saved that field goal that was, should have been a chip shot. But he gets a hand up. He blocks it going into the half to leave it 14-6, that stole some momentum, I think, away from Davis that carried into the second half because had they scored, then it's 14-9. That's a very manageable score at half, right? You're feeling okay about it. How important is it to keep Bronson Barron upright? We saw what happened to your offense last year when he got injured. Offensive line needs to protect that guy, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I looked at some of the rankings last year just to kind of compare where the Wildcats are at this year. Like you said, only four weeks in the 2022 season, so these numbers are a little bit off. But the Wildcats, they ranked pretty far down when it came to protecting the quarterback. There were a lot of offensive line issues that just created problems for the offense in general. Like you said, the Wildcats not traditionally known for being a strong offensive team. I mean, that's the hallmark of an Eastern Washington or a Southeastern Louisiana. You know what I mean? Like those are, those are teams that can really fling it. That's not what the Wildcats do. But just going back and looking at 2021 stats, the Wildcats ranked, I think, 10th in the conference at giving up sacks or protecting the quarterback. And so it was just like, Ugh, that's not a great start. And Jay Hill has noted that we've already had some injuries in preseason camp in fall camp getting ready for the season to the offensive line so he said it a few times in interviews and in press conferences that the offensive line is a little bit thin and so they're looking to try and keep guys healthy but by and large the Wildcats have done a pretty good job of keeping Bronson Barron upright but I also think that there's credit to be given to new offensive coordinator Mickey Mental in running an offense that gets the ball out more quickly so that Barron isn't holding on to the ball long enough for the defense to get after him. Mickey Mental, that's a heck of a name for an offensive coordinator, isn't it? He's been great, man. I got to say, uh, he was a, kind of out of left field. We interviewed Coach Mental at the beginning of, of the season to kind of kick off season three of Weaver State Weekly. We we're very excited to hear from Coach Mental. Uh, he's a D2, former D2 head coach at Notre Dame College just outside of Cleveland, uh, a former D3 quarterback at Baldwin Wallace College just southwest of Cleveland. So he's a, he's an Ohio Cleveland guy, but had some success as a head coach, won the MEC uh, conference championship in the spring of 2021. And so him coming from Cleveland to Ogden with relatively no ties to Jay Hill was interesting. 
But so far, we've liked the play calling. Uh, it's an interesting offense that he runs. He promised a very balanced offense, and I think that we've seen that. If you look at the numbers thus far on the four games that the Wildcats have played, I mean, it's it's been pretty balanced, right? You're not going to be blown away by the numbers through the air, but they're also have they have also been pretty successful at getting the ball, getting things done on the ground, which it's a hallmark of of Wildcat football, right? The Wildcats always run the ball well. And I think that Coach Mental has really taken that, but has improved the quarterback play, which has made that offense a lot more balanced. FCS Nation, that's been Mr. Colby Peterson, one of the hosts of Weber State Weekly. Thanks for being here, Colby. Really appreciate it. Look forward to talking with you down the road, my friend. Thanks, Kevin. Hi there, this is Flash from Bikers Against Bullies USA. We are a not-for-profit group created by bikers, but not limited to bikers. We are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment. Bikers Against Bullies USA was started in Missoula, Montana. The very real fact is that kids are kids, and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook, Bikers Against Bullies USA. The call of the wild. October is hunting season, the best time of the year for so many of us. And Renewal by Anderson's It's Hunting Season sale means the hunt is over for the perfect windows and doors at an incredible value. Great hunters are safe, smart, prepared. They've scouted the best spots. They always clearly identify that target before they squeeze the trigger. And the time is now to squeeze the trigger on awesome new windows and doors for Renewal by Anderson. Simply the best you can get. Listen to this. In October, Renewal by Anderson is offering 20% off every window and door, plus an additional $500 off the entire project if purchased during the initial consultation. Plus, no money down, no interest, no payments for 12 whole months. You heard that right. Enjoy your awesome new windows and doors for an entire year before you make your first payment. The hunt is over, but act fast. This sale ends October 31st. Just 31 days to save. It will be over before you know it. Save big bucks, lots of dough without the bull. Visit rbamontana.com to set up your in-home consultation. Happy hunting, everyone. RW Stump Grinding, Central Virginia's premier stump removal company, strives to be professional, courteous, and fair. Founded in 2017 by Reggie West, RW Stump Grinding provides quality stump removals to protect your largest investments, your home and property. Attempting to remove stumps yourself can be dangerous and time-consuming. Trust the pros at RW Stump Grinding to get the job done right the first time. Call RW Stump Grinding at 804 804- 366-4321 or look them up on the web at rwstump.com. And remember, if a stump has you stress, call Reggie West. I'm DJ Coulter from Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome to American Family Insurance. I understand that choosing the proper insurance protection can be overwhelming. That's why it's so important to find someone you can rely on for trusted advice. As your American Family Insurance agent, I'll work hard to earn your trust, and I look forward to helping you find the right insurance solutions for years to come. Area code 701-235-6641. Or better than that, drop by and see DJ at American Family Insurance at 4215 31st Avenue South, Suite B in Fargo, North Dakota. DJCoulter.com.
for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. It's now time for Stone LeBanowitz and I to take a quick trip all over FCS Nation and preview some of the biggest games taking place this week. Up first, Youngstown State is at number one, North Dakota State. Stone, we've learned exactly jack about the Penguins so far as they've blown out Duquesne and Dayton and been blown out by Kentucky. For North Dakota State, the last two quarters of the game against South Dakota kind of made people forget about the previous six quarters, right? Don't know if it's going to be this week, but you have to feel like the lack of success in the passing game is going to bite the Bison at some point. An underrated stat here for a team that's coming off a national championship is they went down at halftime, right, to South Dakota. Like That means a lot. Like There's a lot of stock to put into that because what they showed us in the second half was that they can dominate teams on the ground even when they're down a score. So I think after a little scare here, this is good to see from the Bison that, of course, they're for real. Not a surprise to anybody. Number two, Montana is at Idaho State. I don't think the Grizz are in any trouble here, but spooky things happen in that dome in Pocatello, Idaho, and it is October, so you just don't know. But the Bengals being down there, a four-string quarterback, does not bode well for them. No, it definitely doesn't. But, hey, no Halloween spookiness going on here. Montana's going to roll. We're talking about the number two team in the country. Even though they won't have that crowd with them, boy, was it nice to see. They filled that stadium out. I think they carry this momentum over and pound Idaho State. Love Montana. Talked about how efficient Lucas Johnson is. I think he flexes his guns a little bit. Scary, scary time for Idaho State. Western Illinois is at number three, South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits answered some questions last week against Missouri State, and boy howdy, their fans were not shy about letting you know that they had answered some questions that some national media pundits had had about them so far this season. Leathernecks are in the midst of a complete rebuild. This is not a good matchup for Western Illinois. Yeah, Western Illinois just got that ass beat from Northern Iowa, a team that, you know, we weren't very high on. So that doesn't bode well for them coming into a South Dakota State team. Heading into Brookings, we just talked about Mark Gronowski going for 300 on the air. I personally have been waiting on that, waiting to see that from him. And, yeah, the Jackrabbit fans on Twitter were not hesitant to let everybody know how good they are and how underrated they are heading into some of these rankings and some of these matchup and if they're favored or not. But NIU just beat Western Illinois. Now you got to go see South Dakota State. Ooh, not looking good for the Leathernecks. Number four, Sacramento State is at Cal Poly. Stone, perhaps I'm fishing here, and I understand that San Luis Obispo is a pretty good place for fishing, but this could be a trap game for the Hornets. Coming off a big win over FBS Colorado State, and Cal Poly is coming off their bye week. We saw against Utah Tech, that Sacramento State can be hurt with the pass. Well, nobody runs a better passing offense in this country than Bo Baldwin, although I think maybe Utah Tech has better wideouts than Cal Poly does. This will be one to watch here, I think. Yeah, I, I agree for the most part, but I'm putting quotations around this when I say this. This is a letdown spot for Sacramento State coming off an FBS win, but they're a top-five team in the country, and I, I don't think – they can get scared because they score so many points. I think they, if they get put in situations where it's a tie ball game or even they go down a score, they can score fast and in a hurry. And I think in games like you could potentially call a trap, you can score fast and in a hurry. Like I just said, you'll win this game. And I think Sacramento State does just that riding a high coming off of beating uh, Colorado State. 
love them in this spot, to be honest with you. I think they score a lot on the scoreboard again. UC Davis is at Montana State. The Aggies are kicking themselves about not being able to take advantage of a whole bunch of opportunities they had against Weber State. It was kind of a pyrrhic victory for the Bobcats last week with Tommy Malott being injured and ruled out for this week. This is a very interesting game here. Davis needs it badly. Montana State, they need to keep the train rolling, keep it going while Malott's hurt. But this is kind of a must-win game for UC Davis right here. Disgusting taste in their mouth if you're UC Davis and you let that Weber State game slip away. Trouble in paradise up there in Montana State. No Tommy Malott. Sean Chambers came in, didn't look too crisp. So if they're going to sneak somebody, it could be here. I like this game being a trap game more than Sacramento State at Cal Poly. To be honest with you, my one worry about UC Davis is they're not able to hang in the trenches, right? Offense and defensive line are going to punish them. But if they can keep this score close, and make Sean Chambers nervous down the stretch, they definitely have a chance. I like UC Davis, and like you said, they need this one badly. If you're the Aggies, you have, you have to make Chambers beat you, don't you? Exactly. I mean, that, that's the plan going into this. You do want to stack the box because you are outmatched up there in the trenches. So, yeah, you have to put the game on Sean Chambers' hand, and I think UC Davis does have the athletes on the back end, and also – when it comes to offense, they can score. I mean, I know they only put up 12 last week, but they have the players to do so. You do have to put the game in backup quarterback Sean Chambers' hands. That's the only way you have a shot. Towson is at number six, Delaware. Towson is not good on offense, and the Blue Hens' defense has been good. Nolan Henderson doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and I really feel that the Blue Hens would have to make a few to keep Towson in this one. Couldn't agree more. I think Delaware is going to play a clean game, especially Nolan Henderson. And a reminder for everyone out there, Towson just got spanked by New Hampshire, a team that Delaware would handle quite easily, in my opinion, and probably in yours. So I like Nolan Henderson and his Hens team playing a really clean game, getting out with another victory. They want to crack the top five. They got a statement to make, and they feel like they're contenders to win a national title. That's a quote from Nolan Henderson. So love the Hens in the spot. Number eight, Chattanooga is at East Tennessee State. Stone, SoCon people like myself have had this one circled for a long time. But some, mm-hmm. of, but some of the luster is off this game because of the Buccaneers' record. They're not off to the start people thought they would be. Quarterback play will be key in this one. Preston Hutchinson for Chattanooga and Tyler Rydell for ETSU. Whoever makes the fewest mistakes will probably lead their team to victory. And in news that people in Johnson City have been waiting for for a long time, Beer, frosty cold beer, will be sold at Green Stadium in Johnson City, Tennessee for the first time ever. So Buck fans will either be able to celebrate a signal victory or drown their sorrows. I believe they win either way. Ooh, you like the Bucks here. I think they'll be drowning their sorrows. I think this Chattanooga team on defense is looking to make a statement. And you did use those words. They are not who we thought they were. This Bucks team not even ranked anymore, a top 10 team a few weeks ago. I like Chattanooga here. I've been talking about this Mox defense all season long. See them creating a few turnovers and uh, making these East Tennessee State fans drown their sorrows away with the new frosty cold beer that you mentioned. I disagree with you. Well, I didn't say that I thought East Tennessee State would win. I said that I thought their fans would be winners because they can drink a beer whether they win or they can drink a beer whether they lose. The main idea there, the main idea there was the beer. Number 10, Missouri State is at North Dakota. This is a second straight tough place to play on the road for Missouri State. Jason Shelley needs to rev that passing game back up, Stone. This is a very, 
big and seizing, defining game for both of these squads. Lots of tough games left for both when you look down their schedule. Somebody's got to come out of here with a leg up for a playoff spot. Yeah, so I was on the call ESPN Plus when North Dakota came and visited Southern Illinois. Missouri State's going to have no problems here. If they can jump out to a lead, North Dakota is not built to climb back in the games. Quarterback Tommy Schuster can't throw the ball down the field. Very efficient, though. But I think with Missouri State coming off a loss, a bad loss, you know, especially on tape, I think they make a statement here, and I see the scoreline being very similar to what SIU did to North Dakota. I think Missouri State rules here, and they have no trouble along the way. Number 11, Mercer is at Walford. Walford is bad, bad, bad. And Spartanburg is no longer even an intimidating place to play. The Terriers did show some signs of life on offense last week, but Mercer has been handling weaker teams. Walford would have to play perfect, and we know the SoCon can be funky, but I really don't see a whole lot here, Stone. Mercer's so disciplined. They're going to play a clean game. We're talking about the 11th-ranked team in the country. Wofford, what they've been doing offensively, isn't going to scare Mercer's. They're going to get to the quarterback, force a few turnovers in this one. Love the Bears here. You mentioned Spartanburg not being a crazy place to play. I don't think Mercer's scared coming into this one. I think they're coming into this one licking their chops. Love Mercer in their spot. Wofford is not who we thought they were, and we didn't think much about them heading into the season anyway. Number 12, Holy Cross is at Harvard. Holy Cross fans have been in my mention just like the Jackrabbit fans have been for weeks. And I'm not a hater, Holy Cross fans. But if the Crusaders can stay on the field with the running game like they did against Yale, but do a better job of keeping quarterback Matthew Saluka clean, they should handle Harvard even on the road. I'm beginning to believe in the Holy Cross. Yeah, I don't know why you're getting so much slack. It's been odd to me, right? You have them at number 12, literally number 12 in our top 25. They're an undefeated team, so we are giving them the respect they deserve. They have Harvard outgunned, outmatched, outnumbered, all the above. I like them moving to 5-0 and here. Stone, I meant to ask you this earlier, but or even acknowledge the fact that the Ivy League had begun play. If you weren't really paying attention, would you have known that? Uh, I think I would have. I'm an active guy on social media, and I'm also somebody who checks the gambling lines quite often. And it's always funny to see Harvard favored over Yale, you know, by 14 and a half points and stuff. So I, I'm interested in that. I like to keep up. And some of these guys going to play in the league, I think what's most interesting to me is trying to go through these Ivy League teams and find the one, two players that they have that are going to be NFL players because I want to be that guy, you know, when you're sitting at a bar, you're talking to friends, you're like, hey, that guy went to Yale. That guy went to Brown. That guy went to Dartmouth. So I pay attention for other reasons, but these guys aren't contenders, and, and you know they usually don't have the guys that can compete at the, at the next level. Number 13, Richmond is at number 23, Elon. Excellent QB matchup here in this one. Reese Jadensky for Richmond and the Montana State transfer, Matthew McKay for Elon. Defenses are both good. Special teams are kind of even. This may be the most evenly matched football game we have in all of FCS this week, Stone. I'm glad you said that because Elon and Matt McKay, boy, coming off a giant win against our very own William & Mary Tribe. And now you go face this Richmond team. You're inviting them into your own territory, not like it's a hostile place to play, but it is an even matchup. Elon's got home field advantage. I expect this line to be very low. And Kev, our boy Jake Harris, hasn't found the end zone yet. Only two receptions last week, 16 yards. I think this is a very close matchup. I'll definitely be watching this game. I want to see how this one plays out. Well, Richmond's got some dudes at the wide receiver position. They showed that last week. 
Jake Harris, man, I, I hate to say you don't need him, but he's just kind of a complimentary piece. At VMI, I agree. he was the guy. I agree. I agree. I, I think that I'm a little surprised, but at the same time, I'm not. Because when you go down the list and some of the box scores, each guy has like five or six receptions. So they have continuity and chemistry with the quarterback already. And Jake Harris just kind of comes from VMI. But I think later on down the stretch, when they need to lean on an impact player, a guy with size, we'll see Harris make more of an impact. But Richmond's good. You're right. They have a bunch of guys in that wide receiver room who are next level players. Tennessee Tech is at number 14, Tennessee Martin. Due to the fact that Tennessee Tech played Kansas in week zero, they're coming off their second week off. Tennessee Martin, the last we really saw them was in that Missouri State game where they fought to the end and never quit. Going to be a good ball game in the Commonwealth of Tennessee. Tennessee Tech fought hard against Sanford, only lost 28-33. to So interesting there, right, because you have to go back on the schedule if you want to try to you know, key at this game or try to figure out what's going to happen or make a prediction. And then, like you mentioned, UT Martin put up their Dukes against Missouri State, losing that game 35 to 30. But UT Martin dropped 60 last week. And I think they're riding a little bit of a high here. They're definitely favored over Tennessee Tech. So need UT Martin to take care of business. We're talking about a top 15 team in the country. They know what they have to do coming up Saturday. Number 15, Austin P is at Central Arkansas. Look, I know in just a minute, you're going to sit down with the Austin P quarterback. Looking forward to that interview. That's a good offense. And, man, they're, they're what, eight points from being undefeated right now and, and have an FBS yep. scalp? I mean, this is a good football team. I didn't really see it in the preseason, even though Justin Swallows, who runs the ones and the twos for this show, is an Austin P guy, and he tried to tell me, Justin, I'm going to have to start listening to you, bro. Yeah, I can't knock these governors, right? Austin P looks strong. We watched them put up a fight against Western Kentucky in the season opener. But quarterback Mike DeLello, I had, did have a chance to sit down and talk to him. Can't wait for everybody listening to hear him because he's one of the most well-spoken kids that I've ever spoken to. He's on his third school. He's a grad transfer. Last week, 17-33, 172 yards, one passing touchdown. Doesn't sound all that impressive till you scroll down a little bit. And then he had three rushing touchdowns and 15 carries for 181 yards. They're riding a high. They're really confident. I think they punish Central Arkansas, who's usually not a bad team. But Austin P is, is a really good team. And, and I want to tell you this, Kev, which is really funny. Right? I had told quarterback Mike Delello that they were a top 15 team in the country and that NCAA ranked him a top eight quarterback in all of FCS. And he had no clue about either. We'll be right back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Everybody has a stump. Stumps in your yard can be an eyesore, a hazardous obstacle, or a home for unwanted pests. Don't put up with them anymore. Call the pros at RW Stump Grinding, Central Virginia's premier stump removal company, and get those stumps removed today. Founded in 2017 by Reggie West, RW Stump Grinding provides fast, friendly, and professional removal of unsightly stumps. Call RW Stump Grinding today at 804-366-4321 or look them up on the web at rwstump.com. And remember, if a stump has you stressed, call Reggie West. Tory Pines Pub in Las Vegas, Nevada. Whether you're looking for a cold drink on a hot day or a place to try out that hot hand when you're feeling lucky, Tory Pines Pub has what you're looking for. Tory Pines Pub caters to sports fans and hosts Montana Grizzlies games every football season. Not only are you going to find the Grizz on TV, but if you ask them, they'll put on whatever FCS game you want. So when you're in Las Vegas, make your way to the corner of Tory Pines and Lake Mead Boulevard to the Tory Pines Pub and tell them FCS Nation sent you. ToryPinesPub.com 
Blaine McElmurray specializes in bringing your dream home to reality. Blaine and his team have been building beautiful custom single-family and multi-family homes since his return from the NFL in 2003. And Blaine hires only the best subcontractors to work on your home. Blaine has competed in the Parade of Homes only two times, but in those two times, he's won six of the eight awards. Give him a call. If you can dream it, he can build it. To see some of his work or for contact information, go to McElmurrayHomes.net. That's M-C-E-L-M-U-R-R-Y Homes.net. Let McElmurray Homes exceed your expectations. Hi there, this is Flash from Bikers Against Bullies USA. We are a not-for-profit group created by bikers, but not limited to bikers. We are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment. Bikers Against Bullies USA was started in Missoula, Montana. The very real fact is that kids are kids, and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook, Bikers Against Bullies USA. The historic Stevensville Hotel, circa 1910. Experience our award-winning hotel and gardens in every season. Located in the heart of historic Stevensville in the beautiful Bitterroot Valley. Enjoy seven unique rooms, including two suites. Visit our rooms and more at StevensvilleHotel.com. That's the Stevensville Hotel, 107 East 3rd Street in beautiful downtown Stevensville, Montana. 1-888-816-2875 or visit them on the web at StevensvilleHotel.com. Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Welcome in. It's your host of the Stone Cold Quarterback segment, Stone Labanowitz. Each week, I go around the country, state to state, looking for the best quarterback of the week. Did not take me long. I snagged the signal caller for the Austin P. Governors, Mike DeLello. Mike, glad to have you on the show today. I know a lot of people want to hear from you. I was actually tagged on Twitter. Like, hey, there was a kid out there who came back down from 20 to 3 at halftime and ended up leading his team to victory. So glad I was able to get you on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I really, I really appreciate it. You know, one of the things I wanted to start with, right, being down 20 to 3 at halftime against Eastern Kentucky, kind of take me through a quarterback's mind, right? You kind of got to be that vocal guy. Got to talk to the defense like, hey, I got you. Because I would assume they're a little pissed at you, right? A, a pick six early on, another turnover as well. Like, where's your head at? I mean, like you said, starting off the game with two interceptions in the first half, one being a pick six, not the ideal way to start a football game. But, I mean, just going into halftime, you know, just, just trying to stay steady in the boat. That's kind of what Coach Walden tells us every week. Just no matter what goes down, you can't go back and change it. So, I mean, you want to be upset, yeah, but you got to move forward. You got to turn the page. And at, like you were saying about the defense being upset, surprisingly, they weren't. I mean, they, nice. they're all coming to me at halftime. Hey, Mike, we, Mike we, we got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Which just kind of shows like the, the culture and the camaraderie we have in this locker room. So that was awesome to see also at halftime. As I'm doing research prepping for the interview, I'm like, four touchdowns. He only had one passing. And you go down right to that rushing. You rush for three touchdowns, 15 carries, 180 yards. A lot of guys aren't able to accomplish that feat. I think you're second in the FCS in rushing touchdowns. Where does the speed come from? Like, where can you credit that to? 
Yeah, like I, I really, I re- really don't know. I mean, <laughs> um, my my parents grew up playing sports, so I guess I got to give it to them. Sure. But um, I think also what plays in my favor is you know people probably don't think I'm fast. Probably don't. So I, I got that going for me also. But like I mean, at the end of the day, the probably the main credit's got to go to the guys up front. You know, they they make it easy running running through those holes. So love it. So you guys came back down from twenty to three, end up beating Eastern Kentucky thirty-one to twenty, a ranked matchup. You guys are number fifteen on our FCS Nation Top 25 poll. So a lot of cred goes to you guys. But you, my man, are ranked inside the top 10 on NCAA's Top 10 FCS quarterbacks, right? They put you at number eight. Is this something that you use for motivation or no, you just keep it in the back of the memory bank and don't really speak about it? Or have you even seen it? Are you an active social media guy? Like, do you know you are a number eight quarterback in the FCS right now? I honestly didn't even know that until you just told me. So I, I, really, I, I really don't look at that kind of stuff. I, I try to stay away from it. I mean... So social media is great for a lot of things, but the good, the bad, and the ugly, I don't, I just try to stay away from all of it and just kind of stay what's concerned with good going on throughout the week and our game plan and all the stuff we got going on. But, but no, like I said, until you just told me that I actually had no idea I was number eight in the country. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, that's really good that, that you don't pay attention to that stuff. Somebody like me, like I, I wanted to know if I was in the back of the bus, what did I need to improve on? But it doesn't matter to a guy like you're, you're a top 15 in the country, a top 10 quarterback in the country. And you don't even freaking know it. I mean, that's that's textbook stuff. Again, Stone Lebanos, with FCS Nation sitting here with Mike DeLello, quarterback of Austin P. I was so excited to ask you this question because I feel passionate about this. You're on your third school. So you started off at Florida Tech, ended up going on over to Middle Tennessee State, and now you find yourself at Austin P. There's a lot of people out there on that Twitter app that you don't pay much attention to that that bash, you know, the transfer portal, the wild, wild west, all this NIL deal stuff going on. And I'm somebody who voices my opinion. Like, no, this is how it should go. Like there are diamonds in the rough. There are guys who need the right opportunity. What has been the biggest benefit of you being a transfer in your opinion? Like you were saying, I mean, it's funny. When I got into college football, I saw, like I I knew buddies that were older than me, other places transferring and transferring. And I was like, oh man, you got to stay low to your team. You got to stay low to blah, blah. You got to put in the time and the effort. And then all that was being said. Then all of a sudden my football program got cut because of COVID. So I was like, well, I guess I got to transfer now. I got no football team. Went to middle Tennessee, you know, and enjoyed my two years there. And then I was a grad transfer, kind of wanted to change a pace um, and ended up finding Austin P. And I mean, I like, I mean, I think the benefit of the transfer portal is that there's a give and take to it because I'm a firm believer of, you know, putting your time in, like I said, and earning a spot and earning whatever. But at the end of the day, when some people just get dealt a, just a crappy deal, I mean, like, certain things like people just get dealt the short end of the stick, whether either your program gets canceled or you're in a place you don't want to be. And then all of a sudden you get dealt, Oh, Hey, you can go to Austin P and be a governor and, and be a part of a great program, a great culture, a a winning program too. And and be the guy at the helm and kind of be the face of it is really, I mean, something that if you would have told me a year ago, I was going to be able to do, I would have told you you were lying. So exactly. If I would have told you that a year ago, you would have said that I was lying. That's kind of, you led me right into my next point. Like you guys were unranked coming into the season and right. This kid from middle Tennessee state, a grad transfer. If you're an Austin P fan, you don't know who you are. They don't know what to expect. All of a sudden, you know, fast forward four weeks, you're top 15 in the country. So I just think it's so beneficial. I love drought look on it. Right. Cause some people do get the short end of the stick, right? You find yourself in a political situation, a place that you didn't you didn't like as much as you expected to and all that awesome stuff. So that leads me into this. How comfortable are you with your game right now? Like your strengths, your weaknesses, your mental, like where are you at? I think fortunately um, week, week to week, the offense um, I find very comfortable in. I mean, me and Coach Walden meet all the time. And 
I think being able to understand the offense, understand all your outlets. I mean, you being a quarterback, you understand there's certain things where you need to get out of something. So being, being able to understand that and, and know when to do certain things and when, because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to go in there and just be a great playmaker and do whatever. I mean, Coach Walton tells me, we just let, let the game come to you. And then when there's time to make a play, you'll know when to make a play. So that, that's kind of where I think that we are playing our best ball in offense from all positions, just doing your job. And then when your time is called, just execute like you're supposed to. And then that big play will come. And we're both South Florida guys. You played at Cooper City. I played up on the Treasure Coast. Do you think we're bred differently down there? Like, do you think about playing high school helped me so much to this point? Like, how much credit do you give to playing high school football in South Florida? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think there's some guys on the team that are probably from Texas and California that disagree with me. Mm -hmm. But I think Florida's the best brand of football here. I mean, there's there's so much talent down in South Florida. And, I mean, there, there there's so many guys that are certain places that – that, I mean, could, could be in the same situation as me that could go boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, here's a South Florida kid out, out of nowhere. I mean, it's just there's a lot of talent down in South Florida, and a lot of it gets brushed over, and I think that there's still a lot more talent coming out of South Florida. Couldn't have said it any better. Stone LeBano, of FCS Nation Radio. Here with Mike DeLello, quarterback of Austin P. Last one for you, Mike. You got family down here in South Florida. We're all going through right now with Hurricane Ian. To make yourself look like a good person, right? I'm giving you the platform. Shout out everybody back home. Make sure everyone's staying safe. All right. Yeah. Just, I guess, shout out my mom and dad, my brother <laughs> who's in Orlando, grandma. I hope, hope she's doing all right. Aunt and uncles. And I got some family up in Lake Placid. Hopefully they're, they're doing all right in the middle of the state. But other than that, I mean, hope everyone's safe. That's another thing. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, these, I talked to some people up in Tennessee about hurricanes. They don't even know what that is and they're like oh there's a hurricane going on i'm like yeah it's actually it's actually pretty serious but it's actually uh, category four <laughs> yeah so just hope everyone at home is doing well i mean i'm definitely keeping in touch i got people on speed dial just to make sure everyone's okay but yeah phenomenal stuff from mike delello hey good luck OK central arkansas's ass we'll all be watching you're on everybody's radar now you're a top 10 quarterback in the country you guys are a top 15 team in the country mike delello everybody austin p thanks so much for your time today mike yeah thank you i appreciate it thanks for having me on and we're back you're listening to fcs nation on the palmetta radio network it's now my favorite time of the week this is where stone labanowitz and i go head to head and pick some of the biggest games taking place all over fcs nation this week up first youngstown state is at number one north dakota state I got the Bison, 35-10, Youngstown State, no match. I agree, Stone. I believe Youngstown State's getting better, and their secondary could give the Bison some problems, but I don't believe that's going to be necessary because NDSU's just got too much up front for the Penguins to win here. Take NDSU at home, 35-13. Number two, Montana is at Idaho State. I like the Grizz rolling here, 42-17. Give us some numbers, Lucas Johnson. Surpass that 250-yard passing mark. We know you're efficient, but I want to see you put up some numbers. Nobody appreciates a team that is undermanned but fights like all hell more than me. Idaho State is both of those things. Way too much here in all three phases for the Grizz for Idaho State to have much of a chance. Take Montana, 37-10. Western Illinois is at number three, South Dakota State. Not going to be fun here for the Leathernecks. I got the Jackrabbits coming out on top, 42-7. to No letdown for the Jackrabbits here. Ranowski and that offense continue to roll, and the defense will shut the Leathernecks down. South Dakota State wins, 41-14. Number four, Sacramento State is at Cal Poly. 
I think Sacramento State's going to put up good offensive numbers, but they're going to get scored on from Cal Poly. I like the Hornets coming out on top here, 48-28. I agree. The Hornets have been incredibly consistent, though. 11 wins in a row in the regular season doesn't just happen. That happens where preparation and getting it done on the field. And they have avoided falling into trap games like this. They'll do it again. Take the Hornets on the road, 42-23. UC Davis is at number five, Montana State. Montana State's going to get out of here, but I want UC Davis to push them, and I think they do. Give me Montana State, 28-24. to 24. I disagree. This is my upset special of the week. Tommy Malott's out for this game, and Davis comes in all upset about last week. That's not going to be a good combination for the Bobcats. Upset special of the week. Take UC Davis on the road, 27-24. Towson is at number six, Delaware. Give me Delaware. Give me Nolan Henderson. Love these hands, 27-13. Nolan Henderson keeps getting the job done for the Blue Hens at quarterback. More of the same here. Blue Hens will win 38-13. Number eight, Chattanooga is at East Tennessee State. Last possession game. This is going to be a tight one. I expect it to even be tied in the fourth quarter. But the mocks are coming out of this one, 28-27 over the Bucks. This will be a good one. ETSU is playing for their season. Their back's against the wall. Whatever cliche you want to throw in here. And Chattanooga, they have a chance to end any SoCon title hopes the Buccaneers realistically have and probably playoff hopes, too. The mocks are just a little stout up front to lose here. Take Chattanooga on the road, 28-21. Number 10, Missouri State is at North Dakota. Like I said, this scoreline is going to be very similar to the Southern Illinois game, which I believe was 34 to 13 or 34 to 17. I see the same exact scoreline coming out. Missouri State and SIU share a lot of similarities. Good defense with a high octane offense. Love Missouri State in this spot. The Bears really need this one. And I believe Coach Petrino will build his boys back up after the last two weeks. And the difference will get back to being Jason Shelley and the Missouri State offense. Their defense will do just enough. Give me Missouri State on the road, 27-24. Number 11, Mercer is at Wofford. Wofford's not going to be able to score against this Mercer defense. I like Mercer, 45-14. And the only reason I'm saying they're going to score 45 is because they're going to be on the field the whole game. Look for this time of possession to be really lopsided. And I mean like 40 minutes to 20 minutes lopsided. Nothing to see here. Walford stinks out loud and Mercer doesn't. Take Mercer on the road, 34-10. Number 12, Holy Cross is at Harvard. Love Holy Cross here. Look for them to stay undefeated. And I think we see them score some points here. I got Holy Cross coming out on top, 38-14. to I haven't been as high on the Satyrs as a lot of people are, but I'm becoming a believer. Holy Cross wins on the road, 24-22. Number 13, Richmond is at number 23, Elon. Give me the Spiders, 24-20. Uh, eerily close one here, though, Kev. Good offenses for both of these squads. Who can make the most stops on defense? It's who's going to win. I think Richmond has a better group. Take the Spiders on the road, 28-27. Tennessee Tech is at number 14, Tennessee Martin. I like Tennessee Martin in this one, 33-24 over Tennessee Tech. Number 15, Austin P. is at Central Arkansas. Give me the Governors and Mike DeLello. 31-28 Central Arkansas puts up a fight. DeLello coming in clutch down the stretch. I can feel it. The Stripes in Conway, Arkansas, always a tough place to play. But like Stone mentioned earlier, Central Arkansas just isn't who they usually are this year. Governors are the better team, and they'll get it done. 
Let's go pee. Govs 2821. That brings us to the end of another episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. FCS Nation is produced by Mr. Justin Swallows, co-hosted by Mr. Stone Labanowitz. The marketing director for FCS Nation is Miss Stacy Marshall. On behalf of all those good people, I'm executive producer and host Kevin Marshall, thanking you for making FCS Nation a small part of your football week. I'd like to invite you all right back here next week for another episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. And like I always do, y'all, I'd like to remind you that life's a lot like football. You play by the rules and the penalties won't kill you. Until next week, so long, everybody. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. T-Shirt Launcher Inventor. Mr. T-Shirt Launcher Inventor. Not satisfied with standard souvenir distribution, you created a device with enough kick to dislocate a mascot's shoulder. Someone get a stretcher. Courtside, luxury box, upper deck. Your high-powered cotton cannon makes every section the nosebleed section. Hit the deck! So simple, anyone can operate it. After a background check, a training course, and a five-day waiting period. It only shoots T-shirts. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light marksman of the mezzanine, because we know you'll give us the shirt off your back at 180 feet per second. Mr. T-shirt, what's your Bud Light beer at Isopur, St. Louis, Missouri. Wear braces on your teeth can be challenging. Flossing and brushing is frustrating at best. The patented platypus flosser and toothbrush for people that wear braces is the easiest and most effective oral hygiene device on the planet. Unlike traditional methods that are, well, just awful, your kids will actually use the platypus products because they are fast and easy to use. If your child wears braces, protect your investment in their teeth with the platypus flosser and toothbrush available at your nearest Albertsons and Safeway store in the oral care aisle. Platypusco.com. Um...